What's going on, y'all? It's Jared Delaney Tech on the Lang Legends Podcast, giving me what you need to news interviews. Welcome to the show, Mr. Marcus Rozier. Welcome to the show, sir. No, I appreciate you having me, man. I appreciate you having me. How's everybody doing? All right, all right. Uh, got, a, got people popping up right on here right now, uh, but we'll get right into it. We have a little questions later. Hopefully, some people comment, ask a few questions. So today, <laughs> I work with this young man right here um we both work in it but uh we're really not talking about tech that much but we'll get into it a little bit but uh we're going to talk about stock trading 101 one of my new passions i've been doing since the covid struck but uh before we get into all that can you give people a little bio about yourself yeah uh, so my name is marcus rawson uh military brat uh navy family born out of Kalavik, iceland uh moved to the united states to elementary school uh, first day was maine Moved around a little bit, but family's out in Virginia Beach now. I moved to New Orleans about 22. I've uh, been here just uh, working in the IT sector, like uh, my boy Jerry said, and uh, just kind of rebuilding, man, trying to get things together and uh, build some more wealth. All right, that's what's up, what's up. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, before we start getting about stock trading, uh, can you talk about why you got into tech a little bit so people know your background so you can go transition into stocks so tell people why you got into tech um so i got into tech because uh so my family they were like radio men <laughs> back in the day in the <laughs> so you already know how that is and uh so what they just bring home like broken tech stuff right and i, I don't know it's like my first use you know hand me down happily broken laptop and my dad and stepdad they always like had dope video games and you know, you install them, you know, they had the little routers, you could buy them, get through your little websites, you know, I just kept messing around. So that was like a natural thing. Once I was getting through high school, <laughs> I uh, was not a, uh, I wasn't a student, man. <laughs> I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> 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 so uh, most of us, I had real world problems, like other stuff to deal with. I already was working and now doing other stuff. So uh, school was low, total pole. But uh, yeah, so I was getting low, low grades. I had to get some like math credit, science credit. Next day, uh, I went to some tech school called uh, Advanced Technology Center, and um, ended up getting in. Took some computer classes, got my first certifications back down in high school, like uh, what Server Plus, Network Plus, CompTIA, stuff like that, Security Plus. Uh, got a cool interview, and then uh, kind of took off from there, contracting. Yeah. All right, that's what's up. That's what's up. All right, all right. So uh, since you was a tech guy. And you had technology running your family. What led you into trading stocks? That's like the hottest thing right now. People trading stocks on <laughs> your phone, stuff like that. So, uh, why you got into it? It's definitely the hottest thing right now, right? Everywhere. Every article. <laughs> like, couple options, you know, you make your quick millions, right? I swear it's not that easy at all. But uh, <laughs> uh, what got me into it, honestly, man, I went broke a couple times, what, like 18, 19, and again around like 21, 22. And it was just like, you know, hard reality. You just have to, you learn that, uh, can't rely on a job you know i guess the point where i realized that like, doesn't really matter like how many times you kind of lose everything as long as you know what you know you can always like build it back so i realized like, all right so real it's not like knowledge really is kind of power so now i was like you know when i was broke i was like how do you for one not go broke again it's like how do you fix your credit score like how do you 
get rid of debt collectors? How do you repair your credit? How do you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're kind of going a rabbit hole. And things kept like coming back saying like, oh, invest in this and doing this. And I was like, start market this. And you know, in the beginning, I thought you had to have a lot of money to get in the start market, but things changed, apps came out, fractional investing, et cetera. So it turns out, I was like, you know what? Even only have like $5 a month. I was like, you know, let me figure out what I can turn $5 to like $5 and five cents. And that kind of got me really into investing. Okay. So uh, what platforms or what technology do you use to help you trade or make your decisions on the stocks you pick? Because that's, that's usually the, uh, the main questions I get. How do I find the stocks to go, go get? Um, when the entry point, when to get into a stock, when to get out of the stock. So before we, we, we go on too bad. So what what was your plan when you first started trading? <clears throat> so initially, because I had, like I said, low funds, it was like you only had $120 a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Your money. <laughs> so it was strictly like dividends, safest things. I was like, I wanted, I just wanted some type of return. I didn't care. Wait, can you explain what the dividend is? Some yeah, it was a compound of interest because like savings accounts, even now, we're always, even when we were young, we were taught the whole piggy bank savings. Like your savings accounts are always extra money. But like people, like you ask people, like what's your interest rate in savings account? And they'd be like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> and then when they look it up, it'd be like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.3. And you're just like, hold on. Like, you know, I, I personally, I had a Navy Federal and it was like, you know, it was like a 0. 0.8. And I was like, hold on. You know, we can... I can I know I can invest in something better than this and get a better return like quarterly and then this right. yearly return that I'm getting with you guys. You know what I mean? So right. I was just like, no, there's a better there's just better ways. And that's why I had to start really Googling and really researching and like, you know, like that's when you look into like I went to like uh, dividends.com. It was like the worst first website I, I used freely and I did eventually spend a little bit of money to really get the calculators and I like, could really figure out within my budget like what stocks to spend like twenty dollars here to make this kind of money this month for dividend dates and then I would move that money <laughs> to another company whose dividend date was coming up next month and you would just kind of compound your money that way for a little while. Stuff like that. It's like a lot of strategy, but I would say dividends.com was the first real thing I ever ever used personally. Like I was literally at my job when I first got here. <laughs> At my dog job like online, like dividends.com, and I spent hours <laughs> okay. down their website. All right. So uh, you did a little bit of dividends. Yeah. Good. Everybody's getting stocking the pays in dividends. Um, they even yeah. have methods where you can get paid monthly if you have enough shares to do that. Uh, so, what made you go into the next level of just, um, dividends, so, trading straight stock? Uh, for me, after I went to the dividends, I started getting into like a I got comfortable, it was like a couple hundred, which I thought, again, back in the time, you thought, you know, when you're young, 20 things, it's a lot of money. I was like, let me get into like uh, what people talk about, it was like these growth stocks, you know, these stocks that are up and coming. So back in the day, so that was, shoot, 2015, I think, 2016 at the time, um, I was looking at stocks like uh, <laughs> AMD, uh, Uber, Snapchat, which was the worst thing I ever <laughs> put money in. I did their IPO, and then, um, I would say those are the three, those are like the three main things. And I did a bunch of like um, BlackRock Capital, Glad Funds, like things that just give good returns of dividends. But it was really those three that I was really uh, looking into growth. And um, out of those three, I would say AMD was the best one I've ever did back in the day. But I was like really like so I was searching for growth stocks. I think that's the best way because they're kind of cheap and they're, it's really for long term. If you're already doing dividends, you already don't care about short term returns. So if you're doing growth stocks, it's more about like the five to 10 years. I was going to look down the line and it also teaches you long term, like um, how to look into a business, look at their board, look at their like, like uh, their finance sheets and money sheets, stuff like that. Like gives you really good. Yeah, you know, it's good training. 
it's easy. It's not not a lot of risk. Okay. All right. So yeah. uh, so you've been training. So you've been training since 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, you got, yeah, you got way more experience than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a lot of reading, right? And the, honestly, a lot of experiments. Like honestly, my first few years, I, I mean, I, I would say I probably lost, I lost a lot more money than I probably threw in, just because I didn't really. I was like, I was really. I'm more of a man that bootstrap, right? So I'm more of a just. I just do it. I do it. I figure it out. If I lose it, it's like, eh, you lost it. You just gotta figure out why did I lose it, right? So don't do it again and move forward. I'm pretty adaptable or grow, so it's not too bad. And I know that's not for everybody. I wouldn't recommend, no, that is, you're going to lose money. <laughs> they call it, a, they call it the market tuition. If you know, all people go to college, you got these $100,000 degrees, same thing when you're playing the stock market. You're going to spend the money to learn. You got to play the, play the game. That's a fact. <laughs> right. Because uh, I know, I know a lot of people always ask me, how can I trade? How can I uh, practice trading? I tell them about using a TDM, yeah. you think of swim, uh, paper trading. Yeah, paper trading, the free stuff, I agree, it works, it is. Even when I was in the high school, my teacher, Miss Lavender, again, ATC, first thing, she got <laughs> back in mint.com, I don't know if they still have it, but uh, they also had like a little cash trading, like real, a real time, kind of copy the market in. That was like our thing, every every day in the market, she made us do it. <laughs> okay, all right, so, uh, so then you started you started trade you did dividends stock then you started doing trading growth stock yeah so what's the next thing you got into so the next thing after i got into was which this was a, a bad move I, I tried to get into swing trading which this is when you learn difficult okay. a day trades when uh it's like if you don't have that twenty five thousand, you are limited on the <laughs> platform so the platforms i trade on can, currently can, are, can you can you explain can you explain about the twenty five thousand? Because a lot of people trace uh <laughs> Who don't know about the twenty-five dollar limit? You gotta have stuff. Can you elaborate yeah, on that? So a lot of people have. Well, you need to have. It's a required to be considered an actual day trade at twenty-five thousand gross in that in your in your brokerage account. And I mean, you might not have it in the morning, but you need to have it at the end of the day if you want to consider having multiple trades. Um, you are limited. I know Weevil and Robert is what three ten to get five and five and five yes. days, but they it's, uh, yeah, three, three morning. Yeah, yeah they kind of give you a cap off, but. And Weeble, same thing. They're they're actually very transparent. They, they put it right there in the market. They let you. Robinhood's kind of you gotta go through the options to see it. But I would say uh, if you don't have that twenty five thousand, I would recommend not swing trading. Honestly, I would recommend doing the long term, uh, just mutual funds, ETFs, dividends. I, I would not. I want to tell somebody to use margin because I don't think the smart thing to do. Right. Can you, can, you can you explain what margin is? Margin is borrowed money, honestly, in the simplest terms. The brokerages that you are using money with, they tend to give you margin based on how much money you have in your bank account. Uh, most brokers have a different ratio or algorithm, how they depend on how much margin you get. But it's basically how much money you have and how actually how successful you are trading and how much money you tend to make the broker in the middle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's basically just leverage money. Um, some brokers give you a charge you a monthly percentage based on how much you use. Uh, so Robinhood, I know they give you, they charge you a, three percent it's not that high depending on how much you borrow um i know i say don't trade a margin i have traded with margin uh, i do trade a margin about 50 percent of the time honestly um so it's it's a uh, it's risky until you actually know what you're doing i think but yeah i wouldn't recommend anybody just starting out though don't don't trade a margin don't do you uh do you trade on cash accounts because that's another way you can do day trading <clears throat> cash account so at the moment no i don't Okay. Yeah. So uh, I've been straight live.
everything is real right there. <laughs> okay, so so what I do is, cause, I mean, I found out about a, a few months later after I was been trading on my own. Then I joined a couple stock stock groups, trading groups, and so what you could do is all these brokers when you first sign up, they don't tell you nothing about it, right? <laughs> so uh, you can sign up make a cash account. So whatever, let's say you open up, you open up a regular Webull Robinhood account or whatever. You start off as a margin account, um, but then you have an option to switch it to cash account. So when you switch it to cash, whatever cash you got in there, that's all you could trade, but you can do unlimited trades. But the catch is, let's say you make a trade for, let's just say you make a trade for $20 mm-hmm. and you profit $10. So you got, you, you got $30 total. Once yeah. you sell any time, once you sell any type of stock option or stock trade, you can't use that money for another 24 hours. That's the only down because you, you can't use it to the next business. Yeah, they got to validate it. Yeah. And make yeah sure they got to validate it. So they yeah. hold it for a day. So once you, uh, even though you can do a limited day trades, um, once you use all your money, that's it. Yeah. So that's the only that's, that's why I say cash cash accounts yeah. are pretty good for people who just start know. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, actually yeah, that's actually yeah, I like it. Yeah, that works. Yeah. But you can't the only thing is uh you can't use margin. You yeah, what, the, same the Robinhood, they're kinda sneaky. They just you you use it without even knowing you're using it. So Right. Yeah. I didn't know I was yeah. using it either. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And with Weeble, at least you have to enable it and like you can't just start using it. And that's that's a cool I respect them for that. All right. Well let's let's talk let's talk about the platform. Well, let's talk about the technology that you use. What tools do you use to help you trade? Uh so I you didn't mention before initially. So man, that's a whole story about how I got down to there. So initially with the first platform was Robinhood. I used everything was a Robinhood, uh stock tweets, uh, and uh, Alpha seeking alpha. I used to spend hours <laughs> reading seeking alpha articles. And uh, just uh, analysis paperwork and uh, anything people would write up articles. It was just yeah, hours on that. But really, between stock tweets, seeking alpha, um, that evolved over time. So I started, uh, got into Weevil a little bit. I like Weevil for day trading, swing trading, because you can set your stop loss a lot easier, a lot easier to pretty much make it automatic, all in one motion. Um, and then Yahoo Finance, I use that because I like to con- uh, I like to track volume and contracts for trades because I do options. So I try to see how, how many contracts are what, at a whatever price rate I'm looking at. And then from there, uh, I got deep to YouTube. So I follow people like uh, Financial Education, um, Graham Steph from uh, shoot, True Trading Group. Uh, I know you mentioned you joined a group. I also joined a group myself and uh, things like that. You know, just any cool online free information I can grab out there. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, all right. So let's talk about your uh, you trading style everybody was actually a question so what's your trading style what's your trading habits do you do you have a trading style i think now i was in the beginning i didn't right like i just started following like anybody else did right and then now i'm kind of like halfway doing my own thing this i I like patterns i'm actually natural like everybody does ask you what's your trading style it's just like man I think when it evolves as you get older, right? Because some people are aggressive, some people are like it just depends, you know. Everybody's different. Like right now, I'm highly aggressive. Um, I'm going after patterns, and I'm doing like 52 week highs and lows. That's what I'm basing my price targets off of. And I mean, that's it. I'm just going off of it. If I know it's bouncing, if it goes up, I know every 10 cents every day, and it goes down another seven cents. That's what I'm following. The second is something different, I, I'll give it a little bit. I hold out 
see what happens. And I know I know enough that means I say I give it a little bit. When I say I mean I give it a little bit, I mean that I um I have a risk tolerance. If it goes below my risk tolerance, I have to make a choice. If say my risk tolerance is hundred dollars for that trading and hits hundred and ten dollars, like all right, can I take this hundred and ten dollar negative loss right now? And that's after now it all depends on everybody else. Can you, you know, <laughs> I don't know what everybody else does, but can you take that hundred and ten dollars if it happens? And you know, you gotta make that choice. If you accept that. I tend to hold out right now. I've learned to teach myself to learn patience because I have missed out on money because I did get to my risk tolerance. I wanted to stop out and I did stop out. And then you would look back five minutes later and I was just like two things. I should have had more patience. And also I would stop out of a contract trade um, weeks or more than a week prior to my exp expiration date. Which in turn, I'm just like, I need to learn patience. I got you lose out of money, like no scary money makes money kind of thing. So for me, right, that's yeah. Probably, yeah. Right I, I learned it a couple of times myself. Um, when, once you start first start trading, then you put money in, and then you you see your, your stock or stock option going down the toilet. Yeah. And then you don't realize that, like in the morning, like in the morning bell, a lot of transactions happen and like after hours, man. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of people fell off in the morning from the previous day. So mo most of the time, stock usually go down, and I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got out of uh, I think it was Tesla. I think I was in Tesla. Yeah, so I got in Tesla the night before, and I was looking pretty good. And then <laughs> I realized at the opening bell, it started dropping. Like, oh my god! And so I got out of it because I have like a when I'm dealing with Tesla. I got like a 15% loss. Like I don't, I don't play with the test. Yeah. So I got out of it, man, if I'd have stayed in it the rest of the day, I probably would have made a few thousand dollars. Yeah. Cause it probably climbed slowly all the way back up. Right. Yeah. It climbed slowly all the way back up. Yeah. So yeah. yeah that's I've that done that myself. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, what platforms do you recommend for somebody who's just starting out who has no trading experience? No trading experience. Honestly, yeah. I'd probably go to Weevil over Robinhood, probably personally. Okay. Just start it out because it's just they're just the easiest, fundamental, the safest way to go. You're not they're not going to even let you honestly lose your money. They it's really said it's hard. They, they really make it difficult. You can set up your your risk. You can you can set up your loss. You can do your stop losses i just they give you your charts estimates they explain to you like all the crap from macd to volume control it's just i don't think it's really the best place to start honestly okay all right i disagree with you a little bit <laughs> crypto, man. they just added crypto and they have a desktop client right well i think uh, i think i think i think webull is a better platform than Robinhood, but i think i think Robinhood was Robinhood was easier for me to understand quickly quicker quick quickly than uh using webull because when I, I started using Robinhood first and yeah. then i tried to go to webull and i had to like whoa i had to read all the uh i wasn't used to all the indicators being on, on the mobile device so yeah i agree yeah but that's yeah. why I, that's why i learned to appreciate webull because i was like at first it was, yeah. it was information overload but that's yeah. because i realized because of my trading ignorance then i realized what webull can offer webull i can set stop loss i can set indicators all on my phone and, and it's just like i continue doing my main job whatever i need to do and it's just let them hey you know still hit 1565 like, oh it did thank you we <laughs> <laughs> like, can you can you explain can you explain what a, a stop loss is 
Uh, so basically, when we were talking about Starbucks earlier and stopping out, and I was talking about how we were losing money by not being patient. Uh, so basically, a stop loss is the price in which when a stock starts to drop. Uh, so, for example, if I was buying steel at 750, I would set my stop loss at like 675. If it dropped exactly at 675 at any reason, uh, it would automatically sell off. So you would still lose money, but you wouldn't lose as much if you weren't, uh, well, if you weren't paying attention. The whole point, honestly, with stop losses, you don't have to pay attention. If you set your price charts correctly, you set your stop losses, you just can continue out your day. It's kind of like a automatic day trading, <laughs> in a sense. Right, right. And what's the uh, what's the other one called? The one you could. Uh, oh, you talking about limit buys? When yeah, limit up? buys. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't use limit buys on Robinhood. I've really? never. I've never done it because I, I understand the idea, but I trade on patterns. It, it, it works if you're trading on momentum because it makes sense. Because you're like, okay, I know this stock's going to bounce up here. And I guess it kind of senses I am kind of doing the same thing on a pattern, but it doesn't, I just haven't felt comfortable enough to do it. I, I don't see where it fits in my, my style of trading. So I actually thought about it a couple of days ago. I was like, man, I never do the limit orders. And I just, I just never do it. Right. People know, yeah, people know what limit orders are. Limit orders are if you want to buy a certain stock or stock option once they hit a certain price that you target. So let's say if Apple, let's say Apple hit, uh, let's say it went down to $95 and that was your target, you would trigger us uh, an option to buy it or stock trade to buy it at that price of $95 and then you own that stock or stock option. Right. So, uh, all right. So uh, Webull, Robinhood, do you use anything else? Any other platforms or brokers? Uh, no, not at the moment. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I do have a Charles Schwab account. That is for like OTC stocks and like penny stocks. Specifically, okay. that's for the cannabis sector though. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, can you explain what a, what a, some people don't even know what a penny, what's a penny stock? That's literally what a stock, anything, kind of getting under like $5. I want to say is technically considered a penny stock. Technically I think so. Yeah. I think I think it's for under five dollars. Yeah, I think it's so. for five dollars. Yeah. I know people are like, oh, it has to be a penny, but no, technically, I think it's technically anything under five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, are there particular sectors or industries that you like to trade in? So currently, since uh, COVID, man. Whew, in the beginning, I was trading the the most volatile, volatile man. I was messing with the spot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the spot, man. So I was messing with the spot. I'll tell you why I stopped. It's a whole story. So I was playing with the spot up until around nineteen, and then, um, man, what was it? The middle of September. Were you are you in the market around September to towards like the four fifteenth around there? Yeah. So you remember there was a sell off like uh, Wednesday. You know, remember Wednesday it was extremely high, and then Wednesday night there was that huge sell off. And then Thursday, the market just took a, just was like, nah, we're not playing anymore. We're going down. So right. Wednesday, I was feeling good. I was playing spy and I was working around 12 at lunchtime. I looked at my account and I was like, I was up. I was like, oh, we had 17,000. You know, I was feeling, it was the first time, I, you know, that was a lot of money to me. I was like, oh man, we making money. Like, I've never seen something like that. So I was excited. And so I got, I think something happened with my job. We had to get out of or something. So I had to put my phone down to continue my main job. And then that's just why I remember my phone buzzing. I remember the chat group talking and then I was just so excited. So I was like, yeah, my day's over. I'm making money. I'm doing good. So I went ahead, got me a bottle, started chilling, started relaxing. 
it was like six o'clock, I looked back at my phone, and like you said, after hours, and I was like, wait, what happened to all this money? And it was like negative like 700. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? So then I got back to my phone, and the whole child was like, sell off, sell off. Again, I didn't, I didn't, at this time, I didn't know what a sell off was. I was like, sell off. I was like, I was like, is this, is this like certain certain sectors, certain companies? And like the whole market, like anybody who just had anything selling off. I was like, oh, it's a market wide sell off. And so Thursday hit again, an experience. So I'll never do this again. I'm thinking, ride it out. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll eat people off. Like, no, it's already bad. You know, this is already horrible. We'll see what happens to the day. Seven hundred, negative nine hundred, negative thousand, negative two thousand. I swear, by like two o'clock goes negative three thousand, and I'm just like. Why can't now? So this point, this is why I learned how it went, how hard it is to get an order filled, <laughs> especially on Robinhood when people are panicking. So now at this point, it's like two forty-five. I'm gonna try to sell out of everything. I was in uh, the Spy. I was in Yolo. Um, Lulu Company, the the woman's legging, uh, luxury expensive legging company. I was with them. Uh, I was a Peloton. I had like some calls. Everything was just done, man. Everything was just over. I was just was losing money, man. Right. Thursday night, I couldn't get out any trade. It was negative. My account <laughs> went all the way down to like three grand. I owed Robinhood like twelve hundred dollars. It was just, I was done, man. You had, had to make a choice. Use that. I wasn't gonna log back into Robinhood ever again. Okay. Or I was like, I need to just spend some money and get into education and just like, I was like, if I can trade myself, because I was like under twelve grand. If I can trade myself out of twelve grand, get the margin, get my account back in good standing. I was like, I'll keep trading. So then I just ended up doing that, uh, shoot, uh, Monday. Okay. So it took me like about three months to get out all the whole, I, I took profit actually the first time yesterday. Finally, like, I made like 2,300. So I'm through a thousand. I put it towards my Best Buy credit card. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> like uh, I'm paying out this credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the first time I finally out. So now like every day as long as I continue making money, I'm about to take like, I'll take half my profits, throw in one credit card and just keep rolling the debt down slowly and slowly. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, whiteheaders from other traders have been trading for like decades and said this is the worst the market market they ever seen. And so, uh, me learning during this time has been very challenging. I I have gained and lost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, tr- learning how to trade, especially during this market. Um, just like y'all were surprised about that uh the sell off. They say that that's usually that's usually that's. Um, the usual time when the market is crapping. Is, That's what happened too. This is usual. I was like, this is yeah. my first time. No one told me. Yeah. I didn't email. Yeah. <laughs> no one told me Wednesday morning. Hey, maybe you sell our audience. Yeah, but don't, they don't never have, they say they never have, they don't know when it's going to start, but it always happens in September and October. And they say that's usually the worst months to trade is September and October. Um, they call it, what they call it a uh, correction. Yeah, and it was. It, that's what it was. It was a major correction. That's exactly yeah, it was a major that correction. Was. Man, that was a. Uh, yeah, I was, I was. I was upset. I was just like you when I, I know what day you're talking about because I was in Apple, and I was up a few grand, and I was dollars. Like it was crazy. Like I understand why yeah. it corrected. Things were wild. Right, and I think, <laughs> and I think that was the. That's when the market went on like a huge run for like several weeks. Everything was going through. Like, Everything was going Tesla was hitting like 800, 890. It was, yeah, yeah. It was unheard of numbers. <laughs> right. And I was in, I was enjoying all of it. And then it was like you, I, oh, and this is the number one thing you're going to hear when people talk about uh, when you're trading stocks or in the stock market or whatever. They always say, don't get greedy. 
and I got and I got that thing being green. You know what I'm saying? Because I made I had three stock option plays on Apple, and I and I was profiting all of them. So I sold all of them, and then I doubled down and got back in the day before that happened. I lost all that profit. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> you learn. So. Right, but, but that's how you learn. Like yeah. that's the only way you're gonna learn is when you make some huge uh losses. But uh I forgot my next question because I'm still mad about that. Um so let's talk about uh when you're doing stock options, uh what are the differences between a call and a put? So let's talk about call first. Uh, I guess to make it simple, uh so put for me, or how I made it simple for myself, uh so puts when you think it starts going down and it calls when you think it starts going up. Simple, that's the simplest way I explain it to myself. And then there's one other thing technically you can do, you can do spreads, but you kind of have to level up and rob ahead to do that, but you can spread, which is a lot safer actually. And I think it's yeah. better, it takes a little I, more. I never, yeah, I've never done a spread yet. That's when you do a call and a put on the same side. Yeah, yeah, so you can balance out your, your risk on both sides. So when you do that, um, is when you do a spread, it's two different uh, options, right? Mm-hmm. But can you sell one or you have to sell both of them at the same time? Oh, How does it work? So one or the other, because I've actually, uh, so it wouldn't let me buy them both at the same time, but I would buy like, so it's still, if I know it's going down a couple of times, I did buy a call and I did buy a put and like it did actually separate it on the screen actually as a separate contract for both of them. So I was like, okay, it's it pretty cool. Okay, so you so you can say, so for a spread you can you can sell it you can buy them together, mm-hmm. but you can't. But you once you buy them together, you can't sell them. Well, I mean, I did. I sold both of mine separately. I ended up making money okay. both ways. I did because it was going up and down. So I ended up. Okay. I did end up making money both ways. And okay. then with ways, you can um technically you can be your own broker because like you can, I guess technically a broker is like Robert's like the middleman, right? Because there are other people out there, so you can yes. like you're you can put out calls or puts that technically aren't really. It can get filled. It can get filled sometimes, okay. and I've had it happen to me randomly, man. I'm gonna say because it happens, happened. I'm like, why? How does it get filled? Because you know you play with the uh, the bid and the ask, which is the margin in between, whatever few cents it is. And I mean, I, I do play with it sometimes because you can get a little cheap, a little few right. cents, and especially when you do options, every cent. Depending on what you're, if you're trading, at least you know. Uh, I do a tier system. Most people say a tier system. You buy a hundred contracts. I can't buy. I can't afford that. My personal mm-hmm. version of ten contracts. These <laughs> 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 contracts, a hundred shares, so I do a thousand. So uh, basically, but I, yeah, it's about every cent's about a hundred, or every cent's about ten dollars or a hundred dollar movement based on what you're what you're buying, and that's how I do the math. So every okay. cent counts to me. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. So have you? So you you sold contract before? Like you you sold a contract before? Like a call yeah. up contract? So how yeah. does that work? Like I, I never done that. I always bought, either bought or sold, but I never uh, created my own contract. So when you do it yourself, Robinhood will credit you. Actually, it's weird okay. because it's like a broker. Yeah, Robinhood will credit you, and instead of you have no one, depending on how it went, but they, they'll give you actually more money for it. They'll buy it back from you at a higher price, or they'll credit you. It says it literally says credit. It'll little credit you at a higher. So 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 that money doesn't go to your account. It's a credit. It says credit. That's why I keep saying credit. It says credit. Oh, so 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 let's see. So let's say you sell a contract. You can trade with it on their platform, but you can't. Like it's not a part of withdrawable cash. You know what I mean? I got you. But so I could like if I get a hundred dollar credit, I could use that toward a hundred dollar purchase. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I got you. But I can't transfer it to like E Trade or something like that. 
know, yeah. that's, why I think it's, that's why it's like, mm, is it worth doing all the trouble to be a middleman for them when they already are the middleman? And I don't think it is personally. But a lot of people, like I know a guy who trades on YouTube. Oh, man, his name is off the top of my head. I don't dividends investor. I think I want to say that's his name. And he um, he does Boeing. Like that's his that's his stock. And like he does it. He's the broker for Boeing. Like, he he makes money off buys and sells, and he's his own buyer and selling. It's, it's, That dude's about it. <laughs> okay. He knows going in and out. <clears throat> All right. All right. So uh, you said that you uh, started investing yourself in the training the stock. Um, what what platform did you use? What, what websites or applications did you use to help yourself train to be a better trader? Uh, honestly, I would say uh, it was um, hmm, man, the best one or what really got me. <sighs> I guess it was one of those cash app, uh, I forgot a cash app account, but it was one of those digital fake money accounts, honestly, like on Mint or something like that, where you just kind of simulate the market, but it wasn't real money. I would say it was probably one of those, probably like the first best thing that ever did anything for me. Oh, you're talking about like uh, Mint? You're talking about Mint? Yeah, like, you know, Mint, back, I don't know if they still have it, like we can make a little, cat, a little fake account and trade, but I think that was a real thing. I mean, other than that, I mean, honestly, you just have to you just have to put yourself out there, man. You really have to just do it. I mean, that's how I learned. So that's what okay. I really did. All right. Um, what are the well, somebody who wants to trade stock? What are the do's and don'ts when you're trading in the stock market? I would say for the don'ts. I mean, I feel we went through a lot of don'ts. <laughs> yeah. Don't trade without knowing your risk. <laughs> uh fomo fear of missing out don't be afraid that you've missed out on a trade everybody falls for it i fall for it you might see your friends in a group talking about i mean i just made a thousand two thousand hey we're not there we all have our own budgets we all have our own path to get there we'll get there eventually you know what i mean like stay in financial lane (laughs) so um yeah, I would say, man, don't don't be fair of missing out, man. Don't be trying to copy people, man. You, if you made twenty dollars today, be happy you made twenty dollars. Um, don't 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 be afraid of losing money. Don't play with money you need. <laughs> if you gotta pay rent, if you got kids on the way, I'm, whatever you got, getting married, do not play with money. You you you're gonna be like, man, I'm gonna need to withdraw this a month from now. If you need this money a month from now, that's not the money you need to be using right now. <laughs> that's real people need to come with expectations um, right i i agree with that statement especially uh because of social media because they got a lot of people who always uh post their profits they do um, they don't claim them they don't even show the negative they didn't even show right. what they put in initially to make the profits exactly right like some people might put in five thousand like put in ten thousand dollars and they're making a two thousand dollar profit they don't never show that oh i even saw i even saw one thing that was misleading because somebody texted me about it um they said that they made um i forgot how many like maybe four or five thousand dollars off of tesla and then the caption they put it only cost me uh 34.90 34 34 dollars and 99 cent but it was actually 
it was a kind it was an option so actually yeah, so you paid that per share yeah. per share yeah a lot of people don't realize when you when we could we could teach you. well you explain what a what, what a whole uh stock option is actually well yeah so technically when you buy options yeah you're not you're <laughs> so you're buying the shares in bulk like so i said earlier so like one contract is technically 100 shares but since you're buying it in bulk you can buy it at a sense it's like if you're going to a whole i don't know a bulk shopping what's that bulk store like costco or something it's basically the same thing so yeah you get them on a sense and i don't think people understand that actually now that you mentioned that i, I don't think people understand that and that's scary because usually people think they have enough money and that's when robin gets a lot of people because you don't you're trading in margin at this point probably right <laughs> they don't even tell you <laughs> exactly yeah so, yeah so i always tell people uh start off small you know, start off like small amounts uh, i actually started doing paper trading i, I recommend doing yeah, that paper trading. so you can learn the platform that you're trading on because uh every platform is different like TD Ameritrade, Think of Swim is pretty good. Uh, Robinhood, Webull, E-Trade. Uh, there are other ones. I think they got uh, Interactive Brokers. Uh, Chase yeah, Bank has some Fidelity. So, yeah, yeah. So they are. They, they got they got a bunch of uh, software that you can use to trade. They all a little bit different. But uh, start small. Don't try to go big. Uh, well, anyway, let's continue with. Uh, you got any more don'ts? Uh, shoot. What's that? Would be a good last don't, man. Uh... <clears throat> mm. oh don't ever invest in a business or a company that you don't know anything about period i'll say that's probably a good last one why why is that that's that, that's a good one but why is explaining it yeah that's a good one that's a that's one of the top ones right there oh the perfect example of why we don't invest in companies we don't know anything about uh recently uh, I don't know if you tracked it yourself, but uh, you saw that uh, the Nikola and GMC partnership is no longer a thing. <laughs> when you got right. uh, talking about how they got their uh, drivetrain running, and technically they just pushed a truck down a hill and took a picture to a video of it running down a hill and got investors excited talking about where the future hydrogen plants. I'm just working out the states, no doubt. <laughs> that right there is the reason why you should do your research right and uh i was one of those people who who jumped on when uh nikolai was popping dude how much did you get it for you know the private investors got it for ten dollars a share really yes you didn't, you didn't know. i got it for 20 dollars and 23 cents for uh five shares i ended up buying a security bond before they went public, which I had to go on YouTube and realize what security bond was. And I can't explain that, man. I'm not that comfortable. Oh, the security bond? Yeah. So this is a whole no dude, there's a whole I can talk you this off. Like I don't I don't know it fully to really get deep into that. It's a whole no okay. I didn't know it even existed. Because I'll be hearing people saying they call stocks I'll be hearing people call stock securities. I'll be like, why the hell are they call yes, it? Because that's what I bought into. Because I didn't want I didn't because the stock at the time was like 33 something. And I was like, I'm not buying into that. There's no way it's worth $33, maybe 20, maybe 15. So I knew everybody bought it at $10. I was like, can I get in around $20 maybe? And then so I was following um, this guy on YouTube named Meet Kevin. And he posted a video about the necklace security and he posted the symbol. I couldn't, you couldn't get it on a normal like Rob Hunter. We had to get one of the old school brokers because they had every symbol. So I went to a uh, Fidelity account and I found it on there. I called them up and bought it. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I did save a little money. And then, uh, so basically, what happened was it has maturity dates. And based on the maturity dates, you can sell back and get a return value or you can get your shares. Okay. And you just got yeah. the shares. 
So it was okay. worth it. It was worth it. I wish now I would have sold, of course, sooner and just took the money. But right. But yeah, uh, I, I, I had a. I think I only had like maybe five attentions of Nikolai. I think I bought it like around twenty something, and then once that news came out <laughs> with GM, I got rid of it. Um, I even put a put on it. Yeah, oops. Yeah, I put a put on it. Uh, we had twenty dollar puts, man. Everybody made money. Yeah. I don't know what they're at right now. Right. What was crazy, I sold my put too early because for some reason, people started buying in, talking about, oh, this is bad publicity, bad advertisement, and the stock started going back up, so I sold it. No, but if I stayed in it, I would have made way more money. But anyway. I told you to hold that, bro, Frank. Right. People, yeah. held people, people held up to the next day, and we're still making money. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's just, uh, so tell them what some of the dudes that you do when they're doing a uh, beginning stock trading. <clears throat> Get educated, first of all, honestly. Secondly, I would say if you don't want to spend the money to join a big group that already has like training that you can watch that's proven, I would say, man, find a local group. If you can't find a local group, uh, gather like minded people and start with your friends and family. I personally even started my own group you now. There's a bunch of black guys I know around and we get together and some of them code, webmasters, et cetera. We're trying to build, do our own thing and educate yourselves and just stay motivated. I, I think that's another thing. Um, <clears throat> a dude was uh, gonna say motivated. Uh, trading, just stock market in general, is draining mentally. Uh, it's wearing, it's stressful, um, and it definitely will impact your social life. Uh, if you got significant other, you better let her know ahead of time. <laughs> if you don't got significant other, you're in the streets, and they ain't doing whatever you're doing. Or if you golly, whatever, I would say uh, <laughs> keep your motivated in check because it will slip <laughs> it will slip you gonna have good days and bad and on those bad days baby you gonna need it and you better be healthy type of support hit the gym read a book meditate i don't care if you're just outside getting some sun i'm telling you personal experience don't be doing anything that your grandma wouldn't found approved <laughs> trust me on that yeah i was freaking mind on that uh don't get yeah learn how to trade stock is very trading oh uh, i mean draining right like uh yeah. like it, it would i mean they got so many ways to make money off the stock market is ridiculous like oh, we well. just right we just scratching the surface and when you just we just talk about regular stocks stock options yeah. uh we even talk about futures we ain't talk uh we really didn't get it i mean we talk about etfs a little bit we got reach too that's a whole nother thing there's a lot, yeah. a lot. like it, it, yeah, it got yeah so many ways to make money. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any other uh, recommendations for dudes? Uh, get educated, take mental health care. Shoot, man. Those are honestly, those things, those are probably the most important ones. I think honestly, what you can handle those, like time management, because it is a, it is scheduled. That's true. It's not all the time until, I mean, to certain people it is. <laughs> I ain't gonna say it's not, let's be real. To certain people it is, but to the average individual, we have limited time that we can trade and have opportunities to make some money. Even the information we get based on if you pay for it or not, the speed alone. Like if you don't have a fan of like, a, I would say Bazinga Pro, good resource. If you don't want to pay for it, pay for it. <laughs> you will, it'll make its return yearly. The, um, or what, what was the name of it? What was the name of it? Uh, Bazinga Pro. Oh, Bazinga, Bazinga. Okay, I got you. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen the. Yeah, uh, I Yeah. I would do it. It's worth it, man. It's so, so fast. It's just, I never realized how speed matters. Then the faster you get the news article, the faster you can read it. I mean, again, if you're not trading that stock or something, it's not relevant. But if you're even in the sector, it's big enough news, depending on what you're playing. 
like EV sector right now is all been going down. Even NIL is going down, you know? So, well, I'm I, I glad you bought that. I was just about to ask you about the EV. <laughs> I, so, I invested in NIL four, four years ago. NIO was one of my original growth stocks. You know, I'm already at a hundred, like a hundred percent return. I'm sure, like pretty, yeah, pretty close. Like NIO okay. and NIO are cool, <laughs> right? Good. Well, um, for people who don't know what EV stands for, it stands for electrical vehicle. Um, China has a lot of EV companies. I know. I think. I think now we only have Tesla. I think it's the only company. So Lucid, as of this was yesterday's news, finished their factory. Really. Ah, you can pull it up. I mean, you can pull it real quick. They did. I saw it yesterday. Okay. That's yesterday. Okay. Pretty fresh news. I don't think the market react. I mean, they're not. They're not in the public right now, and they're also uh, Chinese, heavily Chinese invested owned. I'm pretty sure. So that's okay. also like a thing. All but right. Lucid is definitely going to be the number two, and then you still got Rivian with their electric truck, and they are still scheduled for production. Okay. Okay. Well, you got those three out there as American. Um, but the, the companies he primary talking about uh, NIO, uh, what's the other one? Leela, Leela. I mean, yeah, I was about to say there's like three. There's like, yeah, Leela. Like a CH or something. No, I've never heard of them until recently. XPAV, XPEV. I know it's the three Chinese ones I follow. XP, XP stock ticker is XPEV. Then Leela, I think it's L I L or something like that. Then you got the NIO, which he was talking about. But uh, I was, I was, I glad you talked. Glad you brought those up. Well, you know, there's a this new <laughs> our current administration. Dude, I knew you were bring that up. <laughs> trying to ban uh, Chinese stocks being sold on the uh, United States stock yeah. exchange. Don't they have to meet some standard or something? Or well, I don't know. I, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know the House vote is voting on it. Yeah. Um. So, what is your strategy in certain like this is a good this is a good scenario. So let's just say. Uh, hypothetically, the House or the Senate, whoever, whoever got the final say, so votes and said that we can't trade any Chinese stock anymore. Mm -hmm. What would be the first thing you do? So, like the fears of that, like started technically today, yesterday, kinda, because EV's been they've been dropping slowly because of that. They've been dropping. Recently. Yeah. Honestly, the first thing you have to do is calm yourself. If you're in the sector, right? Don't freak out. Second thing you're gonna have to do is really get educated on what's actually happening. So I actually have myself hasn't fully looked into it. Maybe I should, but I'm not too worried. I'm honestly don't see NIO going anywhere, but out the market. <laughs> but I, last time I checked, I'm, just, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because they just want Chinese companies to meet a United States security standard. And I think that really just comes down to patents technology, though China hasn't been the best with patents and infringements and stuff like that, thievery. So I, I really think that's coming coming down to that. I, I don't see an IO coming out, but in the best strategy, I mean, guess what people say? You sell up before it drops out and move to another sector. People say you to the upcoming sector because there's always a sector that kind of flip-flops. I don't see crude oil going up because the Chinese EV sectors might fall off, personally, not long-term. Not me. I don't. I'm waiting. I waited out. I, honestly, I get educated, waited out. But based on that, I don't think. It's What's going on, y'all? It's Jared from the Land Young Legends Podcast. Thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Make sure you are subscribe, like, follow, leave a rating. Do everything you need to get the message out about the Land Young Legend Podcast. 
We appreciate you all listening. Enjoy the show. Well, right. I'm with you. I, I, I seriously doubt that they are. Um, me personally, I don't think they get they got enough time to the process because by the time they officially really vote on it, the new administration gonna be in. That's also in my opinion. So, yeah. then, so, but uh, that's good. I mean, I really, I got, a, I got a, all of my EV positions, so I'm good anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess I'm too. I, for me to sell out because I, I want to double check. So I know a lot. I'm up. Uh, I'm up eight, um, up over eight hundred percent on NIL. But again, I put money in NIL at four dollars and thirty six cents. Like I first bought in years ago. So right. for me to sell out now, I mean, I guess I can sell out. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not too worried. Right. <laughs> I mean, not, I wouldn't do it. Now. I wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't. Yeah, it. Like, I'm in a different position than most people. Like I, I'm not selling. I'm way too. I'm not selling that bad. <laughs> <why. laughs> okay. All right. So this is a lot of things I always hear about. Uh, debate when it comes to stock um people always say limit your trades don't do too many don't do a lot of stock option trades focus more on long on the long-term investments um investing in stock and then investing in growth stocks and dividend stocks yeah. um what do you think i guess i guess i'll ask you what is your best method do you um like the trick you just need like to buy long term or you do a mixture of both or you do one more than the other trade stock options or do long more long-term investment which more of your cup of tea so as we said before like how i started doing the trading for me it was it was 100 percent based on how i was living my life and my goals at that time 100 percent based on financially what i had to do what i wanted to accomplish and what i could physically do at the time and just knew intellectually so uh Right now, what I do, I'm 100% doing nothing. Every I'm doing the only thing I'm doing are contracts. The only thing I'm doing are options. I'm not uh, investing any more money into dividends or growths. Uh, I did more than enough of that early on, uh, personally. At this point, what uh, like 2015 I started, right? So, at this point, I have enough money invested where I could technically sell out of like 65% of my holdings and be like debt free. And since I know I'm already at that point, I'm at 29. Um, I might as well, I figured why not start doing options, you know? <laughs> I don't really have anything to lose technically. So right now, personally, I'm doing options, going up pretty hard. I pretty much use about 60 to 70% of my, I guess you could say, uh, my fund money, my broker account on options. It's rare. Okay. I might buy a growth stock if I really, <clears throat> so I did buy one, it's called Planet 14. Um, it's a uh, another uh, cannabis stock out there in uh, Arizona, getting some ground. I bought into them when they were like a dollar twenty-five early on the pandemic. Now it's like four dollars. It is if I'm gonna buy to a growth stock, it's gonna be cheap because for me now, if I'm buying a growth stock, I'm, I'm buying a lot of shares. I'm not, I can't just buy twenty, fifty here now. If I want to buy a growth stock, I'm gonna spend at least five hundred to a thousand, and that's how okay. I, now how I do it. So, <clears throat> but right now, now I need to make more capital. I need to pay down debt, so I'm gonna pay down debt mode. So now I need quick money. Okay, All right. Well, I'm a, I'm more of a well. I'm doing a, a lot of stock options. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> um, I still, but I got a I got a lot of um, shares in a bunch of different sectors. So I'm thinking about um, trimming down a lot of my uh, stocks. Because um, I don't know if you follow Market Mondays or Earn Your Earn Your Leisure. You ever heard of him? Yeah, Earn Your Leisure. Market yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy Ian, he always say get two ETFs. 
and then get two tech stocks and just go heavy on those for long-term investments and just do stock options periodically but uh yeah but uh my thing is in your personal opinion since people always talk about long term save your money um, uh, not save your money buy more stock even when it when the stock drops go oh. buy more stock so um when do you think is in an ideal situation to sell your long-term stock <laughs> <laughs> you asked me that question because they were uh even i have an accountant anybody who takes your money seriously should get an accountant by the way um so my accountant uh, <laughs> told me uh, i need to consolidate i had too many accounts and uh, it was too difficult to in the beginning add up how much money i actually had out there um to actually figure out like my network and stuff like that so i <laughs> I had an account that he said, when is a good time I to sell off? I, I think that's a time. When you're in a point in your life where you have too many things made out of money, but you have too many accounts out, and you're like, man, I need to move things around. You just have to reevaluate and look at it like, man, what do you need to use it for? What part of your life are you doing at the moment? So like I said, right now, I'm part of my face where I need to pay down debt. And I had a, I had two wrong accounts. Uh, I didn't need, clearly you don't need two, you don't need one. And I was paying, I had one very early on and I was averaging the Tesla. And over time, I had increased this return. I had like made like four or five grand off of Tesla in that account alone. And uh, I was like, you know what? It's all day and I don't need to count anymore. So I actually did sell out of those that account and those Tesla shares. And uh, I ended up putting that towards a few things like a business startup and just, it was, I ended up using that for business expense. Paying okay. and stuff like that. So I think appropriate time to sell off is if you're consolidating. And for me, I don't do things by having more than one reason. I also have two, like if you're buying a home, um, building a business, I, I, I'm not going to say buy a car. I think that's dumb. I love sports cars. People who know me know I'm all about cars, but I'm not about to sell some shares to buy a car. But if it's, you know, long term generational wealth building and it has opportunity, I think that'd probably be a decent time you can sell out. Right. I, I agree with that 100 uh, percent. If you're going to start a business with the money, if you're going to invest in real estate, um, long term generational wealth, that's, I agree with that. Or if you even have like a financial emergency, um, you need to need money quickly for something, maybe a medical or something like that or whatever it may be, um, you can sell your stock. Um, so since we're going into generational wealth, yeah. what, what do you think is the biggest uh, reason people like uh people of color are afraid to get into the stock market i mean people are literally afraid to get in the stock market even if they had penny stocks like right now i'm in a company the stock uh cannabis stock sd sdny is the stick it's ticker they selling their stock for like 70 cent you know what i'm saying like ain't nothing people are afraid to get into it why you think it's that uh, so we were talking this a little bit off cam. Uh, I know why you. Uh, I think personally, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a uh, fiscal. We don't have money or the time or <clears throat> even like the lack of education. I feel like in this day and age, it really isn't a, a real reason because we can you can get educated now. There's so many free ways to get it done and get a little comfortable. Um, I think it's the mentality, man. It's mental. I think we have a an ingrained like, <laughs> generational. For one, it's not taught. Not passed down. Well, you know, your grandma's not talking about it. I know my little at all talking about it. Your dad, your mom. So then that's one thing. Also, for two of the people you did hear about talking about it, I, I don't want to say it's typical, or probably where you know 
more well-off Caucasians that you might have known from the neighborhood or from school or something around that nature, right? So, and then, so <clears throat> that wasn't a cool thing when you're black. You know, it wasn't like, what's going on? So now, so I got these new Air Force Ones, and this dope. You know, it was like priorities were different depending on what neighborhood you grew up in, etc. So. <laughs> I think that was a stigma that took forever. Like science becoming smart just became cool in your black community. Let's be real. Like, like you know, so that took a whole decade, two decades, you know, early, you know, 2000s, you know, which again in 2010, where it's kind of accepted to the STEM programs, all that kind of thing. Like, this stuff's kind of, you know, just now really becoming normalized for us in our community. So, yeah, I would say it's a mentality behind money. We were very much taught to make work hard. We work hard, but we do anything and everything. And we work so hard that we're not taught to value our time over the dollar. And that's what actually was for me. I it was what when I started making what sixty grand a year, seventy grand a year. I realized like it wasn't about how much money I made. It's about how much time I'm losing, how much time I'm putting into this, and how much time like how, how much do you think you're worth. And then it came down to knowing your self worth. You know, stuff like that. I, I agree, hundred percent. Like. <clears throat> That's one of the uh, biggest headaches I have. I try to explain to family members, friends. I'd be like, yo, y'all need to get on the stock market. Yo, y'all need to get on this real estate. Because, um, like, people don't realize besides money, the only thing you probably pass on besides wisdom, money is stocks or real estate and land. I mean, land. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's only one of the few things. Maybe, maybe metal or something like that. But, those two things right there, stock and real estate, can set up generational wealth. Um, my biggest headache when I'm trying to talk to people is, how do I get started? Or uh, where do I go? And I'm like, you ever heard of YouTube? Like you, <laughs> like they got so many. Don't trust it, man. A lot of people right. don't. And that's and that's another thing. Like it, it amazes me that people don't want to spend, like people will spend a few hundred, maybe a few thousand on like Louis Vuitton or some Gucci or something like that, or drop all this money on a new brand new car. Bar in New Orleans, we know how it is. Right. But we'll spend a few hundred on a course that might teach you how to make thousands or more later. You know what I'm saying? Like it it, it blows my mind. And also I think a lot of people don't realize that when you spend money on training, it's actually a tax write-off. So mm-hmm. I agree. That's the business side, tax write off. But only that, I don't, yeah. in our community, I think some, I would say the women are probably catching on, but invest in yourself. And and like you're saying, courses. I know personally, I have a trading course, I have an Amazon course, I have a YouTube course, and I will eventually buy a, a brokerage course for property. Like I, I, I don't just do things on a whim. I do make mm-hmm. sure I try to attempt to learn it before I go throw money at it, you know, a lot of money. Like you got to be educated in things you do. You gotta, I don't know, I feel like you're gonna, you gotta do it with intent. You don't just do it for no reason. You wanna do it for no reason why you're doing it. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Man. Spend the best money on yourself. It's worth it for sure. Right. Um, if people think we're lying about investing in yourself, that's one of the uh, top comments that Warren Buffett always says. First thing you should do is always invest in yourself first. So, uh, always remember that. So, um, are there any other uh, organizations that you participate it gives back to the community or anything like that? So what, when I first started kicking around a little bit, I used to do a little bit of money and just hang out and do support the uh, what? The water conglomerate. So it's like green infrastructure, things like that down here locally. And now, what, since COVID? Uh, <laughs> so I have like access of beef every now and then, or a lot often. 
So I got a few friends, you know, like everybody's struggling work-wise and I help them out with food and stuff. So I always bring down extra food, help them out locally. And then, uh, I don't know, help out my neighbors, stuff like that. People always ask for help for trading or uh, just how, like I said, how to make an account. <laughs> Some of my neighbors just couldn't figure out how to go vote or if they were running short, help them out. Like anything, little stuff like that, man. Anytime I'm out and about talking around the bars and stuff, I'm always giving out free advice, helping people open brokerage accounts, telling people, you know, you can give your money here, this and that. Just, you know, I'm, all, I'm always a transparency open, a book advice and giving out. That's <laughs> what I do usually. Right, right. I agree with that. All right. So, uh, what are your, I guess, if you were somebody new trying to come into the market, what uh, either stock or what sector would you tell them to invest in first? Invest in what you know. That's what I started. That's what I was taught. Honestly, that's the best way because you got to get, you have to be interested. You know, no one's going to do anything they're not into, man. That's just life. So uh, I would say invest in what you know. If you're interested in the movies, look into like the whole cinema stuff, you know, if you're invested in the makeup, look in makeup sector. Like there's, it's literally a sucks for everything. Literally everything. Water. Right. Yeah, if you like Nike. Jordans, if you like Jordans, go buy the Nike style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you have some Nike. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I got some Nike shares too. And it's it's steadily moving up. Like it's crazy. I, I yeah, bought dude, it like, I bought Nike, like four like, you know, it's growing up. I bought it low, man. I was a good Nike. Right. <laughs> the same thing. A carnival low, they're coming back up. I'm excited, bro. Yeah, yeah this, this a little uh for uh, some stock tips for people. Just think about it like this. Um, like you said earlier, you, you trade in uh, patterns and trends or whatever. Just think about it like this. When you trade in stock, you have to think in the long term. So when there's a vaccine about to hit, um, I think vaccine start coming out toward the end of this year, beginning of next year. already approved emergency testing today. For who? What company? No, uh, for Visine and uh, I've got a second one. Visor, Visor, yeah, but uh, they, yeah, Europe was like good emergency testing. I was like, man, really? Well, they delivering them. They, they, they about to pack, give them out. Yeah, like, twenty four hours. So I guess the twenty four hour mark. Oh yeah, because I mean, yeah. So I guess tomorrow morning, I, I'll be, I'll be, low, I'll be watching for sure. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, the United, the uh, UK ordered, I forgot how many, like a few million from Visor. They reported that yesterday. But they stock, they stock didn't go up dramatically like I thought it would. But I mean, they already got stuff, man. They, they've been, they've been. I mean, I feel like now it's public. It's gonna. I feel like the next jump will be the public actually accepts it as a, a vaccine. But I don't know anybody that's eager. <laughs> yeah, eager like about the words there. <laughs> Yo, all I all I think about is movies like The Walking Dead, uh, that Will Smith movie. Um, what's that movie Will Smith? Legend. <laughs> I am like, yeah, because that's it's the exact same situation. Like people dying, you know what I'm saying? Going for, so I mean, uh, anyway, I'll wait. I'll I'll wait a year. If I can, you have a choice the way the year actually, the base of how distribution, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, cool, 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 man. All right, man. We're telling people, uh, what's your social media handles where they can follow you at? Uh, so what I'm Marcus O'Neill Rosser on uh, Facebook, that's a uh, R O S S E R, I'm Mr. Rosser on Instagram, uh, shoot Mr. Rosser on YouTube, and uh, yeah, anywhere you see Mr. Rosser, that's pretty much me, man. All right, and you uh you post, I, I watch your uh, Instagram. You post daily uh your stock, <laughs> your stock. Yeah. 
So usually I'm, I'll be slipping sometimes. But yeah, so I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to post three times a day. I'm supposed to post in the morning real quick. I'm trying to do like my little price of the mess where I'm getting into. If I am still holding something around the lunchtime, dead time, I try and post what's going on, just update what we have going on, people are following. And then I also try and post at the end of the day just the results. <clears throat> if we did any profits, sell off, or just if we're still holding, what we're we holding on, what we're waiting on. If we're negative, I even post the negative because, you know, we're learning patience. <laughs> In that uh, in the stock group again, do you all uh, agree on it collectively, and y'all go all in together, or y'all do things on your own sometimes? Uh, so between the two groups, two trading group, and then like the own group, I have my my friends in general. Um, two trading group, I think I, <laughs> I think I tend to follow them and use them the most out of my own personal group. Since like my friend has his own algorithm, he likes to trade off of like um. The best way, um, oh, shoot, uh, man, God, man, earning dates. There we go, earning dates and momentum. He he loves earning dates and he likes to move money around there. I think it's a little risky, but he's got decent algorithm. We know how to read the charts, stuff like that. So we do talk about it, we collaborate, but yeah, we share everything, pretty transparent. But it really just comes down to budget. Like he tends to trade a little higher. He's trading like Amazon and stuff like that, and he's spending like twenty grand. A oh day. yeah, yeah, he's spending money. Yeah, yeah he's spending real money. Yeah, so we're all we're kind of in different financial lanes, so. <laughs> I mean, I mean, say if you only got a hundred, two hundred dollars, we can kick it. That's where I, that's where I like to be comfortable. <laughs> okay. Um, I got a couple more questions for you. So, do you uh, are you you good at uh, reading the charts and stuff like that? Because I'm having, I'm trying, I'm just starting learning, and it's like kind of frustrating. Charts, man. Some people don't use charts. Honestly, it was crazy. One of the guys I do follow his name is Wolf. He doesn't use charts, which is why he makes like, he's pattern trainer. I like charts because I don't know how you're going to do it, how you can have price charts without looking at the chart. <laughs> to, me, I don't, <laughs> to me, I think charts are required. I use charts because I need to, I need data for me to even feel comfortable putting money on anything. Um, so I, I do. I'm a chart man. Uh, I don't know if I'm the best at reading charts. I haven't got to the point where I'm making bars on it. I'm editing it and, you know, I'm guessing I'm not, I'm not at that level, but I am to the point where at least I can read a chart, I see the bar, I understand the ribbons, I understand the why it's red and green and closing and opening, highs and lows. Like, no, at least I can understand why I can see the momentum. So I'm not, I'm not ignorant to it. I like okay. charts, honestly, because it gives you, you kind of peace of mind. I, I don't do a real time chart, it's kind of a lot. I do a minute to five minute chart. Um, I think that's good enough. If you okay. really see your swing trades, maybe you can do a minute chart, but that's so much movement and you might get false alarms based on however your strategies on trading. And so, yeah. Okay. All right. What is, what is the biggest mistake you made in trading? How did you come back from that? Oh, sure. We talked about that. That biggest mistake was uh, that that uh wednesday oh that wednesday okay that wednesday yeah when uh when i saw that 17 turned to that 19 and i thought i was uh i thought i was uh <laughs> that man that that man man you know <laughs> so that wasn't a, yeah i got i should have humbled myself <laughs> okay so all right so we already talked about the worship state so what was your uh what was the day that you realized you would be a, a successful trader was it like your biggest payday or was it you realized that you made multiple trades consistently for weeks? Yeah, it was a consistency, 100%. Because it didn't really matter how much. Because even when I lost all the money, I was like, all right, all I need to do is make $10 a day. I need to make like $50 a week. And like, you know, just, you know, you set those small goals. And when you start building them, you start getting your confidence up. And you start getting your self-esteem up. And you start, you know, being able to do a little more risk and learn more. And that's what it was. Just if I wasn't, because it really was, man, I had to make a choice. Man, I don't have to come out of Robin Hood. I want to pay this money back. But I was just like, for one, I was raised 
be a soldier first, man. Second, I was like, I'm all in there to be no punk. So I was like, nah, I can, like, I'm smart. I can do it. I'm pretty sure I can do this. And that's what it was. You just got to, uh, I think you can do it, man. But it is consistency. You just got to be able to consistently do it, man. And you're going to have weeks where they're boring. You're going to have weeks where it's slow. <laughs> you might have a week where you just have cash sitting there and you didn't do anything but watch. <laughs> and you look back and be like, you know what? At least I have a main job and pray and just. <laughs> You hopefully you didn't quit your job and so you started making no money so you know what i mean like that's a real thing well i, I, I also uh, tell people um it's okay not to trade you know what i'm saying i remember i think after that that september day i, I think i ain't trade for like two weeks you know what i'm saying i just stepped away and had to take a break you know what i'm saying i was hurt like I, i've never touched the spy and uh polytone lulu since then and i never, <laughs> never i got I, I might be scarred for life i was like, <laughs> never touched them ever again but uh um, that did it hurt man i woke up and i was like man i'm about to cry <laughs> like, you know, I'm about to like I'm about to tell mom I'm gonna move back home. I'm real, real dead right now. I'm about to be in trouble. Like I was worried. Right, right that's what. Uh, one of one of the groups I'm in, they always tell me, um, uh, always logical emotion. I had them on the podcast earlier. Um, logical emotion always take profits. They always preach that. So. Oh. so Take profits. Learn that the hard way. Learn that. Yeah, I know. Take profits, know. take profits up, take profits down. We're doing puts. I mean, just even if it's three cents and you only have seven contracts or seven shares, sell two. I mm. do take something because it still averages in your general weight gain. So I've learned that the same way. And then even if smart way, which I've started doing now, which I'm really happy about, if you're taking profit all the way up, say by lunchtime, it dips 10 cents. You can buy them half that profit. You're still making money, and on the upcome, which is going to happen because you're going to hit power hour on 12:30, 1 o'clock. You're going to gain that 10 to 12 cents of gain anyway. You're making double. You're doubling your money. Your money's working for you now. I, I'm glad. You, I, I'm glad you said it. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the importance of t uh, the timing in the market with the morning bell, uh, lunchtime, and power oh, hour. Yeah, talk about that. that be at that desk morning. There's no if ands. Like you know when your mama told you you'd be inside the hospital street lights turn on, you about to get it. That's the market, bro. <laughs> and go ahead and treat it the same way, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> so do you uh uh do you analyze your picks from the pre market? Do you look at the pre market? When I first started, so like you said, we all really must start going hard in March, right? When I first started, I mean, me, my group, and the other group, man, it was every night for two hours. We're going through algorithm. We're going through 20, 30 companies. You know, we're amateurs thinking like this is like how you're supposed to do it. Right. Basically, man, when the market hits, when you're an amateur, do you have time to follow one symbol? Things are going too fast. You don't have the monitor. You, you just start. You probably got a laptop. You're on your phone. If you're on your phone, you can't even keep up people on laptop. Period. They got macros. You can't keep up. There's no way you're gonna hit the same price target. Stop it. Don't even fool yourself. <laughs> it's like don't even don't even try. So you get good. So you get a twenty-five thousand. You get a home. You can get a real setup. Get the, the monitors. You don't even. It's a whole. They're playing a whole other game. <laughs> Straight up. So so it, it's true. You laughing, man? Like, I'm not lying. Like, I was like, man, when these people talk about doing trades, it's it's programmed in. Like, you, when people get their escape key balance or option, like one, two, like it's a, it's not a game to them. But that's required if you're really going to do it for a ticket seriously, though. So, again, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> We're not there yet.
right. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. I'm going to get you back on here maybe in a couple of weeks. Maybe we can go through some, uh, actually see you analyze some stock trades. Uh, so people know when, when is a good time to enter a trade or when to exit a trade. Because uh, that's what I usually struggle with myself. Yeah. Oh, camera went out. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Ain't that something? Happens sometimes, bro. Hold on. I'm still here, y'all. Hold on. Can y'all see me now? I can see you. All right. Hold on. All right, there we go. All right. So uh, maybe I'll bring you back on the show. We can do actually maybe some live trades or something like that. Maybe like during lunchtime or something. But uh, thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. I learned a lot. I had fun. Um, let the people know your show, social media handles one more time again. <laughs> Even though I got my phone. Mr. Ross on Instagram, Mr. Ross R S S E R, Mr. Underscore Ross on Instagram, uh, Marcus L. Ross on uh, Facebook. And then free people who play video games, we got Cuban Gaming Classy as well. We got that on like Twitch, Facebook, YouTube as well. All right. All right, y'all. Um, remember, make sure you hit follow, share, like, uh, comment on it. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, see you next week. We got another episode. Um, make sure you tune in on our YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook pages. Um, we in, we out. Thank you, Mr. Mozilla, for coming on the show. Maybe get you some, get you all some stock tips next time you're on the show. Good night, y'all. Thank y'all.